The Girl Camper Podcast is sponsored by Liberty Outdoors, innovative makers of high-quality, lightweight, towable trailers for every stage of the RVer's life. And Campco Manufacturing. For over 50 years, this company has been making products for outdoor enthusiasts. Whether you are RVing, boating, camping, towing, tailgating, or grilling, Camco Manufacturers has products to help you enjoy your time off. We are also sponsored by our consortium of girl camper-friendly RV dealerships. Bankston Motorhomes with five locations in Alabama and Tennessee, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Tom's Camperland with three locations in Phoenix, Arizona. Service, integrity, and committed staffers are some of the hallmarks of these reputable dealerships. To visit any of our sponsors, go to girlcamper.com and follow the links on our homepage. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my Liberty Outdoors lightweight towable trailers. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper, too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome. I'm Janine Pettit. Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is episode 142 of Girl Camper, the podcast. My guest today is Joel Howard, the owner and chief operating officer of Harvest Hosts, a network of farms, wineries, and attractions that offer overnight parking for those with self-contained RVs. After an extended RV tour of the country, Joel had the opportunity to stay at many Harvest Host locations as a member. He liked it so much, he sought out the original founders and bought the company. You can say goodbye to that Walmart parking lot and hello to the beautiful vistas and new friendships Harvest Host has to offer. Stay tuned for details from Joel himself. Before we head into our news roundup, I have a message from our friends at Bankston Motorhomes. Bankston Motorhomes has five locations in the southeast, three in Alabama and two in Tennessee. They are a number one Best in Business Award winner. That is no easy feat. They don't give that award out to just anybody. They have been helping families make their RV travel dreams come true since the 1970s. Whether you're looking for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a travel trailer, Bankston has something for you. Bankston carries so many of our girl camper favorites and quite a few of our best top five picks from previous RVIA shows, including the Max and the Mini, but also the R-Pod, the Intech, the Sonic Light, the Lance. It's so exciting to see what's happening in the lightweight travel trailer world right now because it is the fastest growing segment in the RV industry, so that means manufacturers are making great things. 
wait until you see Jayco's new hummingbird. You're really going to love it. To visit any of Bankston 5 locations, follow the link at girlcamper.com or go over to bankstonmotorhomes.com and virtual shop from there. When you put in Bankston Motorhomes, there's no S on it. It's not Bankstons. It's bankstonmotorhomes.com. Thank you, Bankston, for helping girl campers and everybody. You help everybody, not just girl campers, make our RV dreams come true. I'm so excited that it's finally fall. I had a lovely sabbatical. I was busy doing a lot of traveling and stuff, but it's kind of always good to be off the podcast while I'm in my heavy travel month. So that was fun. But I also got some nice downtime at home to catch up on some things around the house. And now I am thrilled to be back because fall is my absolute favorite time of year to camp. I can't wait for this weather to change. It's still kind of hot and muggy right now, but the weather is going to change soon enough and I can't wait to get out there. And you know what that change of weather means? It is campfire time. (laughs) We didn't have a lot of campfires over the summer. I think I've got 70 nights under my belt so far in my trailer between Texas and Colorado and Michigan and all the trips I've been taking. And I'm not kidding when I tell you I've maybe had a half a dozen campfires and all of that. So to celebrate fall, I have a big, big giveaway from Camp Co. We are giving away the Big Red Campfire. Now, if you follow me regularly, you know I'm kind of a convert to this Big Red Campfire thing. When I first saw it, I thought, that's ridiculous. Just build a fire. And then I discovered all the great things about it. One, I love that when there is a fire ban, Nine times out of 10, they will allow you to use this propane fire. They don't want all the sparks and embers flying off a regular campfire, but a propane fire doesn't do that. It just gives you warm heat. It doesn't throw off any ashes. It doesn't have any smoke. It's nice and clean. You can turn the thing on and enjoy it for 15 seconds or 15 minutes or a half an hour and then turn the thing off. What really converted me to this little gadget is that... Often when I get to the campground at night, especially on a Friday night, say I've been doing a lot of driving and I get to that campground and I'm just really beat and I got the whole thing set up, I really don't want to mess with the wood and the fire. And then if the wood is damp, it becomes a big ordeal to get the fire lit. I do want to sit around for a few minutes and just enjoy that ambiance though. So I love being able to turn on my little big red campfire, enjoy the warmth and the flames and the ambiance for 15 minutes turn the thing off and not worry about whether I am sparking a fire or whether the thing has still got coals going in it. I don't want to get a shovels full of dirt and, and cover the whole thing up. So I have loved using this. I have become one of those obnoxious people who made the conversion. And I have to say, it's really helped me with my whole asthma thing, which has just been an ordeal all summer long. So I love being able to still enjoy that without having to rush for my inhaler. So Camco is giving one away, and here are the rules for it. So to be in the running, you got to be on Instagram. I mean, if you're not on Instagram by now, you really just got to take this moment, go to your phone, and download the Instagram app because Instagram is (laughs) drama-free. Instagram is pretty pictures. Instagram soothes your mind. It's just beauty. In little squares, scroll on. There's not people making all kinds of comments and things that make us anxious. 
It's just a little dose of beauty in the afternoon. So you've got to head over to CamcoNet. That's their Instagram tag, CamcoNet. So follow Camco, tag a friend. There's a step two here. Then you've got to go over to girlcamper.com. And if you are not subscribed and getting our weekly um, blog alert, you've got to subscribe. You've got to be a subscriber to girlcamper.com, our weekly newsletter. I promise not to bomb you with all kinds of junk mail. You'll get a letter from me, a blog notice, once a week, maybe twice if something special is going on. But just every Tuesday, all the show notes come directly to your mailbox. So when you say, hear me say it's in the show notes, now the show notes will be delivered to your front door. And I'm putting show notes in the bottom of the blog now under a big title that says show notes. So sometimes people have trouble finding because it's not really show notes. It's just a highlighted link. So it's going to be in the show notes. And I'll put a link to the big red campfire in this week's show notes so you can look at it. So head on over to Campco's Instagram page, follow, tag a friend. Go on to girlcamper.com and um, sign up, subscribe for our newsletter. We're going to pick a winner, and that winner will be announced on October 16th. That is our third show into this fall trimester of the podcast, and I'm going to tell you who won then if I don't put it out on the internet first. So sign up, have fun, enjoy the big red campfire. Okay, we're going to be back in a minute, but first we have a message from our friends at Liberty Outdoors. Liberty has a question for you. What are you waiting for? Now is the time to make your RV dream come true. Liberty Outdoors is a family of brands that evoke the American values of freedom and adventure. They manufacture the highest quality trailers, producing some of the most recognizable designs in the industry. Their products are proudly made in the USA with best-in-class workmanship and customer support. This allows you to pick up, get out, and get going with the confidence that only a superior product can provide. Liberty wants you to experience the journey with that peace of mind that you have earned. To take a look at that Max trailer or my new favorite mini, go over to girlcamper.com and follow the link or go to golibertyoutdoors.com and look at everything in their line of lightweight towable trailers. Thank you, Liberty Outdoors, for being on board with the Girl Campers. We're going to be back in a minute with our guest, Joel Holland from Harvest Hosts. Welcome back, everyone. On today's show, it's my pleasure to have Joel Holland, the COO, uh, Chief Operating Officer of Harvest Host and the owner. Harvest Host is an alternative option for RVers who may not want to stay in a crowded campground. Harvest Host offers a network of farms, wineries, and museums that allow overnight parking with beautiful vistas and a window into their life. And it sounds like to me like just a great opportunity to just meet new and interesting people. And I'm so excited to interview Joel today. Welcome to the show, Joel. Well, thank you, Janine. I appreciate you having me on. 
Well, I'm thrilled to have you on because I, I'm a member of Harvest Host. I joined last year, and it was my hope to be able to use your program last year. But last year, I was hyper-scheduled, and I learned something about that. This year, I'm a little more on the road less traveled. So when I head out to Ohio and Pennsylvania and Indiana in two weeks, I have already chosen a couple of my Harvest Host locations, and I can't wait to report back on those. But really, I want to hear about your story, Joe. Joel, how did you come to be the owner of Harvest Host, and were you always an RVer? Yes. Well, um, at first, I'd love to tell the, the quick story on how I actually came across you. Oh. Uh, a couple of years ago, I started getting into RVing. And my wife and I were living in Washington, D.C. We had both, um, my wife's a veterinarian, and I was, uh, I had started a technology company. And we were both getting a little restless. And, and you know, we'd, we'd been in D.C. for like eight years. The city is, uh, you know, as far as cities go, it's fine, but a lot of traffic, uh, very crowded. And we both said, you know what, we need to just get out of here. We need to get out of here and, get, you know, get out, to, get out to the mountains, get out to nature. And that's how we started our being. We, we just we said, you know, what, let's just try it. Let's see if the freedom of the open road is, you know, all, all we think it's going to be. And we started looking at RVs and looking at Instagram accounts. And that's how I came across Girl Camper. Oh. And I just started. And, and your photos are just wonderful. Oh, and, thank you. and basically, the, you're welcome. And the settings that you create are these, like, beautiful, idyllic settings that were exactly what we were looking for was the escape from the mundane kind of into the extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what Girl Camper showed. So it's just funny that, yeah, I've, I've actually been following you for a long time before Harvest Host. So it's Aww. neat that our world's come together now. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and so when you, so, yeah. W- yeah, you took off, you and your wife, you were working full time still and you just decided to buy an RV and were you weekending it? Yes, yeah, great question. So the first thing we did, the first thing we did was um, to rent a Cruise America RV, and we actually went up to Canada. So we picked it up in Nova Scotia, and we RV'd all around Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia. And <clears throat> and we knew at the end of the trip that we loved RVing because the RV itself was terrible. We were in a real junker, oh, but yet yeah. the experience of the freedom of the road was so so cool that. Um, we were, we were smitten. I mean, honestly, it was like instant love with RVing. So we came back home and said, you know what, let's just do this. And we went to an RV dealership uh, here in Virginia and kind of like sight unseen, we just picked one we really liked and picked this um, reflection by Grand Design mm-hmm. and uh, the fifth wheel. And it was perfect for us, perfect size. We purchased it. And pretty shortly thereafter, we hit the road. And we ended up uh, over the past two years, we actually RV'd through all the lower 48 uh, U.S. states and had a wonderful time doing it. Uh, but I would say our only big complaint was, you know, during the day, we'd be out on, these, out on the road feeling truly free, seeing incredible things. And then that illusion of freedom was a little bit squashed at nighttime when we get to a campground and we were parked five feet away from our neighbor. And so, we, you know, we both kind of looked at each other and said, we're driving past all these beautiful wineries and farms and breweries. Why can't we, you know, why can't we stay on those? Like we could, we'd love to support those, you know, individuals like buy their products and they'd probably be okay with us staying with them. Why isn't this a thing? 
And that's when we discovered Harvest Hosts. Oh, so did you go online to search? Oh, did you go online to yes. search? Okay. Yes, I did. Yes, so I, I, that's exactly right. I basically looked up, um, I think I, I started Googling, you know, how do you camp, RV camping on wineries is probably what I looked up. And that's when I came across Harvest Hosts and all the glowing reviews, you know, all the members that just said such nice things about the program. And so we joined. And, I, uh, and, and I'll tell you a, a quick story of the first Harvest Host location that I ever went to, and it really it sold me on the program entirely. But we had moved to Colorado, and so we were doing this trip back and forth from, Colorado, from Vail, Colorado to Virginia, where we used to live, on 70. And I would do that trip, you know, a couple times a year to get back to see family. And what I found was I would always drive through Kansas, and I wouldn't um, I really wouldn't stop anywhere that interesting. I'd always stay at you know, a boring campground. And I felt bad. I was like, you know, there must be more to Kansas. I'm not giving Kansas a fair shake. <laughs> and so it was the first time I used Harvest Hosts, and I looked up uh, Kansas, and I found this farm um, that was run by the Dominican Sisters of Peace. And it was basically an alpaca farm. With, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, it looked like a beautiful setting. Yeah. And I said, you know what? That looks like my kind of place. <laughs> and so I, uh, I called them up and I said, hey, I'm a Harvest Host member. I would love to stay with you for the night uh, if you'll have me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Sister Imelda who oh said, yes, come on by. We'd love to have you. And, and so I showed up and all the sisters, they're in their 80s. I think Sister Imelda had just turned 80. Oh they're, all, they're such sweet ladies. And they showed me the whole property. They introduced me to the alpacas. They showed me the scarves that they make themselves. Uh, one of the sisters makes soaps. Uh, <laughs> um, and, I, I would have felt like I... Massages. I oh, my gosh. <laughs> A massaging nun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did they, did they have habits on? fantastic. Yeah. Did they have habits on? No, they did yeah. not. Um, I would have. I, I would imagine it would kind be hard. Of a, a relaxed, yeah. Yeah, hard to conduct farm life in because the Dominicans wear white habits. I know this because I went to Catholic school, and um, and the Dominicans are one of the few orders that still wear habits. So I thought it, it it would be really hard to get around in a white habit and farm life. But so you got there and you kind of got an opportunity to um, experience what their life is like. Yes, I did, and and it was wonderful. I mean, I mean, first of all, they were just wonderful people, and I think that was uh, the the two things that I was looking for in Harvest Host that absolutely happened. One, it was a beautiful location, so I pulled off the highway, I drove down this dirt road to this massive farm in Kansas, and it was gorgeous. And oh. you know, and the sisters said, "Park anywhere, you, park anywhere you want. Like, choose a nice spot." So I, I chose this really nice place on the farm to, to camp for the night. Um, and so the location was everything I'd hoped it would be perfect sunset. I mean, everything was wonderful. And then the people, right. I think the second part of this program that I was excited about were, you know, getting to meet people I might not normally meet and see ways of life that I might not normally see. And I'll tell you what, to see nuns running a farm, that's something I've never seen. And (laughs) that was very cool. (laughs) You really hit the jackpot on your first time out to run into farming nuns. (laughs) I did. I know. I really did. And Talk about the lilies experience. of the field. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I know. So you um, liked it you know, so much. You, know, you, you liked it so much you bought the company. Pretty much. You know, so at that point, I, um, I then reached out to the owners of Harvest Post, Don and Kim Green, and I said, you guys don't know me, um, but I love what you've built. I mean, I really respect this program. I use the program. I mean, you know, my wife and I are actual RVers. We, you know, we RV, you know, all, you know, three, four months out of the year. Um, I don't know if you're interested in selling, but I would really like to buy the company and, you know, kind of apply some of my background in technology to um, growing it and really making it a, a really continued strong program for the RV community. And they said, you know, we haven't really considered selling, but we've been running this for nine years. And we would like to retire eventually. So let's get to know each other. And so we, we, took, we took a few months to get to know each other. And, um, you know, they, they, they were really good. They were you know, diligent about asking me, what are my plans for the company? What am I going to do? Um, and we really hit it off and eventually came to a, uh, a good uh, purchase price for them mm-hmm. and um, a good purchase price for me. And, and in May, we officially uh, changed ownership of the company. So it was just this past May. That's right. Yeah. So, yep, only a few months ago. I'm not sure if it was clear in the beginning of our conversation that when you left D.C., when you bought your big fifth wheel, uh, you and your wife, you sold a tech company that you had started and you and your wife took off to be full timers. Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, and for two years, for pretty much two years, we were full timers. We ended up falling in love with Colorado, and and so we're now our, our home base is in Vail, Colorado. We keep the RV about 30 minutes down the street in Gypsum, and from there, uh, Colorado is kind of perfect because in the springtime for three months we'll take off and travel, and in the fall for about three months we'll travel, and the rest of the year we can take weekend trips. So we'll jump down to Moab or um, Arches National Park. You know, all the spots in the Southwest are very accessible from Colorado. So it's been a good setup for us. Yeah, I mean, that's a great central location. And, and I spent about three weeks in Colorado this summer. And there's just so much camping to be done right in Colorado all summer. Absolutely. Yeah, and come on out. You know, yeah, we actually, uh, I just set up a new host uh, near, near Vail and Dotsero, um, a distillery. So, you know, we've added this really nice distillery there in the valley. So when you come out, I've got a great place for you to stay and enjoy a harvest of location. Okay, so let's talk about what kind of, of farms there are. So it's not just farms. It's farms, breweries, distilleries, um, wineries. And then you have something else. It says other attractions, and and I'm very intrigued by what the other attractions are. So can you speak to us about how many locations there are and what the breakdown is between the wineries, like the alcohol-centered ones, and the ones that are more like an agribusiness, dairy farms or lavender farms? Tell us about the locations. Yes, absolutely. So... Yeah, so I've got my stats sheet up here in front of me, and these, these numbers are a little bit older from, from uh, June, but as of June, we had uh, 621 hosts total. Uh, today, I think we're closer to 640, so we are constantly adding new hosts to the program. And one of the things that we're very careful to do is keep a good distribution of 
uh, alcohol and non-alcohol related because we know that not everyone wants to just go to a winery and drink every time. And yeah. so right now we have um, 291 wineries, 34 breweries and distilleries, and that represents 52% of our total hosts. Oh, okay. So about half and half. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, as you mentioned, we've got farms, um, museums and attractions, and kind of this other category. And the other category is quite fun. And I'm going to read you some of the interesting types uh, of locations. So in addition to interesting farms like dairy farms and honey farms and berry farms and alpaca farms, we also have um, a quilt museum, a gator ranch, a windmill museum, a lavender farm out in California that's beautiful, a museum of osteology, so a skeletons museum. We have a, an underground salt museum. We have a speedway uh, museum of American speed. <laughs> oh, this, and here's one I really want to visit. It's a, a, a tower that gives you the, a panoramic view of the world's largest rail yard. So you can actually overnight at the world's largest rail yard if you love trains like I do. Oh, and, uh, I think that would be neat. For, for, yeah. yeah. Really neat. Yeah. So, so there's really quite a lot of variety. And, and, and one of the ones, so in two weeks I'm going to be RVing to New England, and I noticed that in our program we have um, a cog railway that goes up to Mount Washington. And so I think that's the neatest thing. You know, you stay at the cog railway and actually take the railway up to the top of Mount Washington which is the perfect autumn activity. Yeah, I've I've done that, and that is a fantastic thing to do. It is so much fun. I I love all these other attractions. i got to tell you, I spent a lot of time on your website over the weekend, and uh, I I don't drink wine, but it wouldn't bother me at all to be in that gorgeous setting, and you can always buy wine as gifts for people. So I, I want you to talk about what the host gets because you do not pay when you go to these locations. You pay an annual membership fee and then you um, can visit these places and you don't pay a fee. So walk us through how the whole thing works. Yes, yes, that's a good, very good question. So right, when you join Harvest Hosts, you're paying $49 a year uh, as a member. Uh, we have a discount for your listeners, of course, but you basically pay this one um, annual fee. It's not very much. And then you can stay at any of our 600-plus locations for free and as many times as you want. And so then the question, like you said, is, well, how do the hosts win? And the way that they win is we have a code of conduct that basically says Harvest Host is a community, and our members um, you know, should give back to the hosts that they stay with. And the way we typically put it is, you know, if you're visiting a winery, you know, think about the 50 to $100 that you'd be saving off a traditional campground and take a portion of that and give it back by buying, you know, some of the local mm-hmm. produce or some of the local wines as gifts. As you mentioned, it's perfect. I bought a lot of wine gifts. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that's the idea. There's no, you know, it's not required, but it's just very heavily encouraged that when you stay with one of our hosts, you... Um, you're generous and you give back to the small business, like support local business. And as I travel around and ask hosts, you know, what they think of the program, they've all had wonderful experiences with our members. They, they say, first of all, they just love meeting new people. So I think Harvest Host members tend to be very friendly, um, very engaged individuals, which is wonderful. 
And so the hosts love meeting our members, uh, but then of course they love sharing their products. So it, it seems like a really good program both for members and hosts. Oh, I, 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 I just was on it all weekend just looking cause, because I just made up my mind even before I called you that I wanted to um, use Harvest Host. I'm a big farm nut. I love real working farms, dairy farms, cattle farms. I just love farms. I love driving by them. I love just viewing them, photographing them. So it it looked like so much fun to me. And I've picked out two, one in Ohio and one in Indiana that I'm going to be staying at. And they're not wineries. These are actual farms. And I, I was just looking at the kind of things. A lot of them are, this is a great time of year to buy produce. But Almost all of them have these great little, um, you know, they're agribusinesses. So I'm thinking right now, wow, I could get all this, you know, real authentic local honey to give people as Christmas gifts. So I'm going to be stocking up on all of those things when I'm on my trip. I wanted to ask you how you recruit the hosts. How do you find the farms and wineries or do they find you? Uh, You know, it's a little bit of both. And so... You know, now at this point, um, we've had some really good uh, coverage for the program. I think uh, LA Times actually just covered us last weekend. Good Morning America covered us in July. Um, so the press has started taking note, and that's been helpful, I think, for hosts to then go to our website. And we have a form on the website where they can say, hey, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to be a part of your program. So we do have inbound that we then follow up on and make sure it's a good fit. But the other way that we get a lot of our hosts is through member recommendations. And so, you know, I know you're in New Jersey, and you might say, hey, there's this, you know, winery down the road that I really like. I should tell Harvest hosts to try to recruit them. And so you would send in a recommendation, and we will actually pick up the phone, reach out, and say, hey, you know, one of our members, Janine, said she loves your winery and thinks it might be a fit for Harvest hosts. What do you think? And so, you know, it's kind of a mixture of both inbound and us calling outbound. Um, and we also have one uh, employee who spends full-time um, recruiting hosts. And so she's actually a full-time RVer, and she's on the road uh, driving around visiting potential hosts as well. Now, that's a great job. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's a good job. I think she, And she's a, good, she's a great candidate for it because she's very energetic and happy and really sells the program properly. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, I think a lot of people tell me I have a great job, but I, th- I think that sounds like a pretty good gig right there. <laughs> now, Joel, I went online over the weekend, and I looked at your website a lot last year, but I never knew until I started researching for the show that you guys have an app now, which is fantastic for people, you know, to working off their phone when they're on a road trip already. So would you take us through the process of booking? You, you can't just show up. How, how does one book a site and what are your options um, for doing that? I mean, on the, on the, yeah. your laptop or your phone? Yes, yeah, very good question. So we try to make the process as easy as possible. And we're actually, we're investing a lot of time and money right now into making it even easier, to make the website a lot easier and the app a lot easier. But right now, um, you log in as a member. You then go to the search uh, function, and you can search for hosts through uh, other locations. You can go by state. So you can say Colorado or Kansas, um, and they'll actually throw them all on a map, and you can, you know, see the types 
and, and kind of sort through the types and locations. You can also use our routing feature, which I like to use. So if I'm starting in Vale and I'm going to Charlottesville, Virginia, you can put those certain endpoints in and you can say how many miles off the highway you're willing to travel to visit a host. And so I usually say 20 miles and that's plenty. Uh, and, you know, and then I think, you know, using that example, I think there's like 30 hosts that showed up and you can see them all along the route. And so that's how I found uh, the Kansas locations, you know, both the, um, the, the farm that the nuns run, but also a really nice winery. They were just right off of Route 70. I could see them. When you click on it, you can then view uh, member photos and member reviews, and that's very helpful. Uh, and then on the app, as you mentioned, it's a very similar experience. You can use the app to search by type, uh, by location, uh, or by route to actually find uh, the hosts that are going to be on your driving route. Yeah, that's I, I used that feature last night when I was I'm going to be driving home from Elkhart, Indiana, and so I, I can stop overnight. I'm going to stop overnight, and I found a farm in kind of western Pennsylvania that I'm going to stay at, and I'm going to tell everybody about it when I get back. But um, I, I loved that feature because the, here's where I'm going, and I could just pick them out, and that was really neat. I want to talk to you about um, who can actually stay. So I am assuming that, you know, these these are not campgrounds. So what does the host offer you when you're there other than their hospitality? Yes, and so this has been um, something that uh, Dominic Kim, as they're building the program, focused a lot on, uh, and I'm going to continue to focus on, is making sure we really you know, curate the membership to um, not not allow everybody in because this is not a, you know, this is not a program for um, replacing a Walmart parking lot or saving money. Uh, this is really a program for unique experiences and meeting really interesting people. And so we do have requirements uh, for joining. You have to have an RV that is self-contained. And, and what that means is you have a bathroom inside, you have the ability to, you know, make food inside, uh, and you have some sort of water catch, right? If you have a sink or, you know, just some way to keep all of your liquids inside of your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I usually, I use the, you know, the leave no trace concept when camping. Um, when you visit one of our hosts, you know, pretend like it's your grandmother's house, and you would, you know, you wouldn't show up at your grandmother's house and dump your waste in her yard, right? Yeah. You respect her property, and that's very similar with our program. You come in. Uh, whatever you bring in with you, you take out with you. And, uh, and, and the other reason that self-contained is important is because the hosts, they don't provide electricity or water or sewer. Um, this is boondocking, right? This is dry camping, uh, but in the best of location. So you're sitting among the vines of a winery, or you're sitting among, you know, you know, you know sweeping beasts on a farm where you wouldn't expect there to be hookups. But uh, that's why we, we make sure that you are a self-contained RVer so that mm-hmm. you can, you know, take out with you everything that you brought in. Now, now when you get there, it, is, it, is it a different form of an RV parking lot? Does it look like a campground, or is it limited to how many RVs can be there on a single day? Yes, it's very limited, and, that, and that's part of the beauty of the program. You'll never be crowded, <laughs> ever. And so I think of, of all the locations I've stayed uh, only one time was there another RV. Uh, for the most part, you're, you're usually staying on these farms and wineries and you know, locations uh, all by yourself. 
because we have you know a very large network of, of these uh, hosts and a lot of space. But the other thing we tell hosts is, you know, we don't recommend you allow more than four RVers a night. And so that tends to be, four tends to be the max. That way, you're never crowded. Right. So whenever you show up, it's, you know, like you said, it's not a parking lot. It's not a, it's not a traditional campground. It's a very unique setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want to disturb it by making it too crowded. Right, right. Or then you don't want it to be a festival feeling. Right, right. Right. Um, now, on your website, it says that it's just overnight parking. But when I was talking to friends about who have used your program, they said, well, you know, I got to know my hosts and had so much fun with it. And I ended up being there for three nights, and I participated in their their wine bottling process. They let me come in the winery, and I was helping bottle things, and it was so much fun. How often does something like that take place? You know, I think it happens pretty often. And so we say, you know, our official rule is you're allowed to stay for one night and then you need to move on. But, you know, that's really um, that's really up to the host. And so once, you know, you as a Harvest Host member go to a location and meet the hosts, you guys now have your own relationship. And if the host invites you to stay for two nights or three nights, you know, for longer, um, that's wonderful. And, and that's, you know, that's entirely uh, up to them. Uh, of course, like, we don't enforce that. Our, our big thing is we just want to make sure that you respect the host. And so we say you're allowed to stay for one night because that's what the host has agreed to without knowing you, remember. But once you're there and you get to know each other, um, yeah, we hope, we hope you head it off and maybe stay longer. You know, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I love that idea, and I could actually see that happening quite often, you know, especially people who have a lot of flexibility in their travel and are just kind of meandering around the country, and they don't have a schedule. They're not on a two-week vacation. It would seem fun, like, to get to a farm and participate in their fall harvest or whatever they have going on. Absolutely. You could contribute that way instead of purchasing. Sure, I am. I'm sure there's all kinds of creative ways. You do a little grape stomping. <laughs> get in there and get, you know, get messy. <laughs> now, Joel, what about pets? Um, do I, I would imagine if you have an animal par- a farm, alpacas or something, having someone's pet there might be a problem. Do they all allow pets or is it farm by farm? Uh, it's, yep, it's farm by farm and host by host. Um, but I will say... All of the you know all the hosts that I've stayed with have been pet friendly. I think that typically they are. Um, one of the things you can check when you're on our website or on the app and you pull up the hosts page, they'll tell you whether they allow pets or not. And typically they do, unless it's a farm that has um, certain animals that are going to be spooked by domestic pets. Mm-hmm. And then, understandably, they they don't allow pets. But uh, but the nice thing is. Each host has a host page that tells you exactly what they allow, whether they have Wi-Fi, you know, if, you know how long you can stay, whether you need to call ahead. It, it's, all, it's kind of all on the host information page, which is very useful. And, you know, I noticed that um, people who had stayed there were contributing pictures um, to that host site, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, isn't that neat? It's actually, I, I agree. It's a really nice way to find new places to, to stay 
because you can see we have thousands, I mean, thousands and thousands of member-submitted photos uh, and, and the actual reviews of their experience. So you can actually get to know the host a little bit before you go. I could see it if these if this really takes off, and I, it it's already taken off. But if this becomes very big, that these farms you'd it would be a coveted spot you'd have to get ahead of time, <laughs> like your favorite campground. <laughs> well, but you know, and that's why we're also working really hard to grow the network of hosts as well. And so, um, my goal as the owner. Is can never have a problem with uh, making it difficult to find a campground. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, or a place to stay. Because that's, cause that's the problem I have with traditional campgrounds. It's very frustrating when you call and they're like, sorry, we're full. You know, that, 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 that's um, tough as an RVer because we don't like to plan super far ahead. <laughs> At least I don't. And so um, we're going to keep growing the program to make sure we always have places to stay. Right. Okay, so I want everybody to know how they can join. Yes, and so if you go to harvesthosts.com, uh, you'll notice a join button at the top right side of the page, and that will then take you to a page that gives you more information on the program. Although Ginny covered it all very well, I think you get it now. Um, but we've actually created a special coupon code for your listeners, and if they type in girl camper, uh, so all together is one word, word just girl camper, one word, uh, put that in a coupon field as you're checking out. And it'll take 10%, uh, $5 off of your subscription. And it'll become $44 a year uh, forever, for as long as you stay a member. So once you join, your fee doesn't get raised. That's your fee forever? Yeah, that's right. Yep, we, uh, we'll, we'll give you that discount and we'll lock it in for you. So you get that $5 and you can put it toward your first bottle of wine. <laughs> There you go, yes. <laughs> Joel, I think this is fascinating. Please tell everybody where they can find you. I follow you on Instagram, but I can't tell you right now what your Instagram is. Is it Harvest Hosts? Yes, yes, it's just Harvest Hosts. Yep, that's right. So on, on Instagram, it's just at Harvest Hosts. Uh, on Facebook, I think we're really active with our Facebook group. Uh, if you look up Harvest Hosts on Facebook, You'll find um, we have about 15,000 members, and we're always adding a lot of nice content to, to the Facebook page. I saw that last night. In fact, you guys have all those members, but you are a great uh, Facebook host yourself because in addition to just promoting your own business in the farms and wineries, you really put out some nice RV content. You, you search the Internet, and you find great things, and you share. It's a real community feel on your Facebook page. Oh, thank you so much. I, yeah, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Well, Joel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm I'm going to share with everybody. I'm, I'm going to be leaving in the fall, and I have two locations I'm hoping to get to, one in Indiana and one in Pennsylvania on the way home. And I, I can't wait to tell everybody about it because I've really been wanting to do this for so long. <laughs> I'm very excited. I think I have no doubt that you're going to have a wonderful experience, and I'm excited to follow up with you to hear how it goes. Well, I'll be sharing it on Instagram stories if I make it there. So thank you. Thanks for coming on the show, and thanks for the Girl Camper discount. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, Janine. All right, Joel. We'll be in touch. I'll be following you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll follow you as well. Okay. Take care. Thank you.
Well, that is our show for this week. I'd really like to thank our guest, Joel Holland, for coming on the show. Also, Joel, thank you for the Girl Camper coupon code and the 10% off. $44 a year can get you a whole lot of camping, so we thank you for that. I am so looking forward to checking this out. I can't wait to try it. I'd also like to thank our sponsors, Liberty Outdoors, Campco Manufacturing, Bankston Motorhomes in Alabama and Tennessee, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, Tom's Camperland with three locations in the greater Phoenix area, and General RV with 12 locations all across the East Coast and one in Utah. I am going to be at General RV for a camper college on October 5th. So if you're listening to this in real time on the day it came out on Tuesday, October 2nd, on Friday, October 5th, I'm going to be at the North Canton, Ohio location of General RV, and we're having a camper college. Don't worry if you didn't sign up. We're not going to turn you away. Just show up. We'd love to have you. I'd also like to thank my producer, Stephanie Puglisi, for putting this show together. That's a wrap, everybody. Have a good week. Happy trails.